This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hands Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hey. Today we talk about Total Recall. 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 That's right. Uh, Philip K. Dick, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, Danny DeVito's doppelganger, and (laughs) Sharon Stone make this 19... 88 movie? <laughs> Damn it. I, I always forget to pull up IMDb. Hold on. Uh, it's 1990. Damn it. I was off by two years. Yeah, it was just right on the 90s. Um, so yeah, we love Arnold movies, as you guys know. Uh, so we're going to talk about Schwarzenegger. Total Recall. Three moves. Two weeks. Start the reactor. Hauser. Quaid. Quato. Five kids to feed. <laughs> I'm running out of material. <laughs> I think you just did like all our lists right there, Jeff. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, and the guy from Breaking Bad, when he has a deformed face before he was in Breaking Bad. There you go. Mm. Um, yeah. All right. So anything before we go to our list? You guys have anything specific? I remember seeing this in the movie theater. Um, yep. I loved it. It's probably one yep. of the first. What came first, this or T2? I don't remember no, this. I think, it, I think it was this, and then T2 came out in 91. Okay, yeah, that sounds I right. Could, I could be wrong, but I think that's how it went. How it went. Yeah, T2, I just, 91. I just want to say that it's too bad that Paul Verhoeven kind of quit the the big it's, Hollywood game. Yeah. His movies were a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did he do, Scott? Starship Troopers, uh, RoboCop. I would like to know more. These, these three movies alone, that's I'll buy that some for blockbuster entertainment. Sadio. Yeah. All right, so yeah, this might be the first Arnold movie I saw in the movie theater. Then I did I, this this again poor adult supervision, but yes, I did see this in the movie theater. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Where would be we be without poor adult supervision? I don't probably. know. I don't think we'd be doing this podcast. <laughs> yeah, probably successful. <laughs> yeah, president. <laughs> I mean, come on, if he can do it. All right. Uh, let's just get into our list then. Let's try to keep this one shorter than last week. So, worst moments of ro- uh, Rodal T call. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But I thought Jeff was just about to say worst moments of Roadhog there for a second. <laughs> and now, a moment with Jeff. Uh, whose movie was this? Scott? Alex? Alex's. All right. Alex, you go first. Uh, I never liked the tracker GUI that they had on the car. I know it's dated and it's an old movie and I'm nitpicking like to find things that I don't like about Total Recall. But as soon as he muffles it with that turban and then the little red dot still starts ex- expanding. But it still like starts off in a small little section of the map and then expands outward it's like oh okay now it's a little bit more annoying but we can still kind of tell pinpoint 
where he is in what general area. Yeah, that always that always bugged me. It's a nitpick, but I agree. It's a little, yeah, a little annoying. But it had a annoying sound effect too, right? Yeah. Ugh. So yeah, that stupid tracker, bug tracker, gooey. All right, uh, Scott, you're number five. My number five was the the puny second henchman, like Richter's right hand man. I don't even remember his name. The good dude with the flat top and glasses. Yeah, he just seemed like such a doofus. <laughs> like I don't, I, I, I guess they need somebody else for uh, Michael Ironside to talk to sometimes. But yeah, I didn't really get the point of that character, other than getting stabbed later on in the movie, which was pretty cool. Yeah, he's number one on my list. And I put him as like a poor man's Michael Douglas from Falling Down. <laughs> I wonder if Michael Douglas like patterned his character after this guy. I don't know, but he's the worst. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's your number five. Um, my number five. This is super nitpicking. God, I I love this movie. Yep. I didn't think I liked it as much until I tried to come up with things I didn't like, and I really couldn't think of anything. That was that, he's the only thing I really don't like about this movie. That's my number one. So uh, I'm gonna put uh, the eye bulging scene. I just that was a little creepy as a kid. I didn't need to see Arnold's head eyes pop out of his head. Although it was terrible as a kid, it kind of bugged me a little bit. Just a little little freaky. Now it's comical, but I'm no, trying to turn it away a little bit. That's my number one because it still kind of freaks me out. Really? Yeah. Okay. Like, ah, and their necks are bulging too. Just, oh, close. Yeah. Like their jawline just disappears. That's such a good puppet. Which is <laughs> disgusting. Yeah. So this is like, as now I like it, but like back then I remember like kind of turning away, not wanting to see it. Like, oh, well, let's look up <laughs> on the floor because I couldn't look at my cell phone because cell phones didn't exist. But I was looking at something. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're doing the popcorn trick on yourself. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> uh, so just back up here real quick. The uh, the guy that that played the henchman, um, Michael Champion. Oh, I thought you say Douglas. Uh, Real champ. Yeah. Looking at his IMDb list and a lot of things that I've never heard of, but he was in The Flash in 1991 as Captain Cold, Master of the Universe. Mm. So there probably because of his glasses. He probably misses his old classes. His old classes. He also had uh, guest starring roles on Matlock, mm-hmm. Alf, oh, uh-huh. 21 Jump Street. Oh, that's where he's from. And Night Hunter. Night Rider. Oh, damn. I was close. <laughs> I don't even know if Night Hunter was a show, but I'm thinking. The Incredible Hulk. The list goes on and on. <laughs> was he always a nerd? I have no idea. Uh, probably. I would assume so. All right. Uh, Alex, number four. My number four is the stupid Johnny Cab robot. Oh, Alex, you're the worst. I love the Johnny Cab. I do not like that guy. As voiced by Star Trek Voyager's Robert Picardo, how could you not like it? It wasn't Don Nuts? It's pronounced (laughs) Captain Picard, Alex. Or Scott, whatever you say. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or whoever was talking. Yes. <laughs> I've been drinking today, folks. <laughs> but it looked like Don Knotts and all that animatronic movement just freaked me out. Ugh. What about butt trut? What, what's a butt trut? Well, then don't worry about it. Brian, <laughs> Brian laughed. 
<laughs> you know, guys don't know Don Knotts and Buttrut? No, <laughs> no, can't oh. uh, can't say that I have. I know him in The Incredible Mr. Limpet. Well, they were funny back when we thought diapers were funny as well. Letting you know. Mm. Diapers. All right, Scott. Diapers. Number four. My number four is the, and this even bugged me as a kid, was the, the, the supercomputer they used to choose, uh, or that Arnie chooses his love interest in the the dream, in the recall dream. <laughs> they just go, Demille. Yeah, sleazy. Sleazy. Athletic. Demille. Yeah, the. I don't know, just like super crappy. And it was clearly just people. They just they just took photographs of people, the, the actors in real life, and just slapped them in there. They, you know, there was no real compositing going on. Even as a kid, I knew this. This is like, like nitpicky, but it always bugged me. It still bugs yeah. me. Yeah, they should have just used the leftover footage from Weird Science. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yep. Yeah, what did he end up choosing? He said demure, but right as he was passing out, he said sleazy, right? Is that how it works? Is that how it happened? I don't yeah. Well, no, because, yeah, it's like, what do you want her personality to be? And she, he picked two, sleazy, demure. It was like sleazy, demure, athletic, shitty 80s hair. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I bet her, her hair always looked wet, but I bet it was crunchy. <laughs> it was crunchy. But it looks wet, but it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Melina. All right, my number four is, and this, actually, this is nitpicking. I don't like the fact that it's an open-ended movie. You don't know whether it was a dream or not. Uh, I think it is, but this is an Arnold. Was Schwar- it's yeah. an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah, there doesn't be, there shouldn't be thought in this thing. It's got like Inception. Yeah, Inception. Well, they had the whole. Um, Scene with nerdy dude with the sweat. That was the other nerdy dude. The guy who looks like um, uh, Bob Newhart, but it's not Bob Newhart. Yeah. He's got a raspy, nasally voice. Yeah. Swallow it. (laughs) (laughs) Swallow it. Yeah. So that's my number four. I know it's based on a story, which I'm sure in the story it's fine, the short story, but... Uh, in Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, you shouldn't have any thought to the movie. Nope. And I didn't. The, sh- uh, the short story is nothing. I've read it. It's nothing like the movie. Okay. The it just the idea of replacing memories with other ones, like going to get like a vacation memory implanted in your brain, that's like pretty much it. They mentioned Mars for uh, the main character. I don't know, even know if it was Clay Quater Hauser in the short story, but other than that, yeah. Do they have to get their ass to Mars? <laughs> no, they didn't uh, even. They don't set foot on Mars. Uh, hmm. Yeah, this is one of, as an aside, one of Philip K. Dick's short stories that he, back in like the 50s or 40s in the pulp uh, magazines, the writers had to keep writing like almost every week to get a paycheck and stuff for these magazines, and it was a pittance, of course. So he wrote like a ton of stuff, and this was one of those stories. So his short story. Not that great, but you can see you could you could actually see the brilliance that would be like some of his later works. So, so there you what, go. What are so just let's take a little side row here. What are his best movie adaptations? Uh, Minority Reports one, right or no? 
Well, obviously Blade Runner. And, and, and Blade <laughs> I, I Runner. Blade Runner. We disagree on how good the movie is or not, but uh, yeah, Blade Runner's got to be the top. Total Recall. Uh, Paycheck. Paycheck, of course. <laughs> oh, that's that Blade Affleck movie? <laughs> yeah. Next. There was a there was a Scanner Darkly, which I actually haven't seen, where they oh, did I the have... weird, like, uh, what's what's it called, Alex? Yeah, it was a bit of a rotoscope Scope? animation. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It looked cool. I didn't get to see that either. But yeah, was next with Nick Cage. Was that one one of his? Um, I is he, don't. Is he more of a treasure protector? <laughs> I can't do as good as Scott. By the way, this red rocket tastes great. <laughs> oh, that's a beer, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, oh, what was that one with the? Not Ben Affleck, but the other dude, Matt Damon, with the, Matt dude with the hat. Damon. Oh, uh, I don't think that was. No, that was a, yeah, that was a Philip K. Dick um, inspired one. The, the Bureau. That was yeah, it. the Bureau. Yeah, I don't they made know. a movie out of a whole piece of furniture. I don't know how they did that. <laughs> um, I said Minority Report. Was that one, or did I make that up? Yeah, no, that's that's Philip K. Dick. Yeah, okay. that's. But yeah, so far, so I mean, yeah, fifty-fifty. I'd say, not bad. All right. For a dude that got his stories from a pink laser beam. Yep. Pretty. He, he hated it all too, right? <laughs> he hated all of his movies. Well, of course he did. Every writer does. Yeah, he's like Stephen King or. Uh, uh, yeah, Stephen King. Roger Moore. Well, the difference is like, I, I guess he had this weird sci-fi idea, and he was upset with how they translated it. But like, how mad can you be when they make a movie about? A killer car. <laughs> like, yeah. like, oh, this is totally not what I was envisioning. They're ruining it. Yeah. They <laughs> cannot write it. No one can. No one can. All right, Alex, number three. My number three is that stupid turban that Arnold has to put on. He perf- perfectly shaped, almost as if it was a hat, set piece that he put on his head. <laughs> The and wire then, mesh inside, yeah. <laughs> and it's a questionably racist bow at the end. That lady that tells him to fuck off. Fuck you, asshole. <laughs> bow. Fuck you, you asshole. Yeah. yeah. That's a pretty good one. Maybe I'll add that to my list because I'm running short on it. No, I won't <laughs> add it. <laughs> but yeah, I don't like that turban. All right. Scott, number three. My number three is. Uh, so there's so many great one-liners in this movie, but the one that always bugged me was the one at the very end when they're doing the uh, the hologram trick. Uh, so they do it the first time, and they trick all the, the guys, which, by the way, they're all, like, they should have all shot each other because they're all pointing their guns in, the, in their own directions. But anyways, uh, he does it again, where he's like, ha-ha, you probably think it's Squid. You're right. And that was just dumb. You should have just shot him. <laughs> No way! That was awesome. That's yeah, on my like. Just, that's on my just, like list. Just saying. <laughs> so cool. By uh, then, I was uh, all in on the movie. I mean, I was uh, all in from the credits, but <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> it was awesome. It's one step too far. <laughs> one step beyond. All right, who did that scene better, that or Superman Two, or uh, Escape from L.A.? Eh? I, I don't remember. Or Escape from Loki. LA. 
Yeah, or Loki. Yeah. yeah. In which one? <laughs> Every movie he's in. Oh, that's right. He doesn't in Avengers. Yeah. Are you ever not going to fall for that? <laughs> that was my favorite instance. Well, we all know Scott's going to pick his man crush. Tom Hiddleston's Loki? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, who would you pick in a fight? Benedict Cumberbatch or Thomas L. Hiddleston? Tom Hiddleston's Loki. <laughs> uh, come on. That's a dumb question. Tom Hiddleston, obviously. Oh, okay. He's more wily. More wily. Okay. All right, uh, Scott, number three. I already say that. I, have I, no I just did. Yeah. I just Scott. did number three. So All right, it's on to you. Thank you. All right, my number three is Melina. I couldn't care for her character. <laughs> Melina, Rachel Ticketon. I I love the fact that Arnold Ticketon. always puts uh, Latina women in his movies, and uh, later on we found out why. But <laughs> <laughs> I never, you know what? I never thought about it. I just assumed that was just how the casting went. But it's very possible you had a. A, his finger on it, as it were. Yeah, yeah. she likes him spicy. Um, she's all right. I, I'm nitpicking here. Uh, it's not, not, not the best female lead in his movies. No, I, I do think she's a nice foil for the super Aryan Sharon Stone. <laughs> she yeah, is. It's a nice contrast. She's like the opposite of Sharon Stone in this. Yeah. But Sharon Stone's going to make my top list because she's ridiculous in this movie. But. <laughs> Melina, just like I said, this is very nitpicking. I, I still think she's good, but I have to find bad things. I'll say compared to the other uh, leads in his movies, um, you know, like Running Man and whatever her name, Cachita Alonso. Maria Cachita Alonso. Maria Cachita uh, okay. Alonso. All right, I'll take her over Melina. But there you go. Yeah, number, th- number three. Uh, Scott, uh, Alex, number two. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> my number two. This almost made my like list. Because I love and I hate this scene when he digs out Roto Rooters the tracker out of his brain. Oh, it's so hard to watch, but it's so cool. He's like, now you're gonna shove this way up there. Now when you hear a crunch, you've got it. <laughs> Gross. And it's this big like giant Super Bowl type of thing that just <laughs> slowly crawls out of his nose. Yeah, he would have oh. ripped his. He would have yeah. ripped his nose off in the process. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like I like they had, they had to record him doing the yeah. sound effects. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the natural sound of the gears, actually. Oh, on that animatronic. <laughs> they actually programmed it in this place. Like Why was I programmed to feel pain? Yeah, but I actually like it. Well, it'll show up on my on my best list later on. But yeah. when. But when he shows it before he puts it up his nose, you just see what it is and the claws open up and then later on when he's doing it, you're like, ah. Yeah. So I kind of like that. That's the yeah. sci-fi horror movie in me, that stuff that I like. I know. I love and hate this one, but I'm more <laughs> by a hair. I dislike it because it's just, ugh. ugh. Gives me the shivers. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, Scott, number two. <clears throat> number two is the uh, the overly convoluted plot. And this is... Really nitpicking here. If I had to pick one thing apart from this movie, as far as the writing is concerned, the the whole plot to get him into the rebels is just wildly <laughs> improbable. Yes. There's no reason it should work. Like, there's sure. no reason anybody should have thought that was a good idea. So it, it's akin to my one of my biggest complaints is when villains let themselves be captured as part of yeah. their master plan. 
Like it's just it, it's almost that bad. Like Tom Hiddleston's Loki. Like Tom Hiddleston's Loki. Mm. So he's not perfect. Well, it, it to his defense, it works. So. <laughs> That's right. Thor <laughs> will always fall for that. Loki can do no wrong. So I mean, again, this is really nitpicking because yeah, everything else in this movie is so goddamn fun that it yep. makes up for anything like that. So, I, and I you, you, got, you got some scenery chewing villains to, to help move it along as well. Yeah, I do like they kind of address it when uh, uh, what's the, what's the bad guy's name in this? Jesus, Cohagen, Cohagen, Cohagen is talking to Quaid or whoever he is at the time, and he's. And he's like, you know, too perfect. And like, bullshit. And he so he kind of explains that it didn't go the way he ex- expected. But yeah, I agree with you, Scott. Those things are always a little annoying. But I, I do like that you brought him up that they uh, <laughs> that Paul Verhoeven brought back Ronnie Cox to basically play the same character again. <laughs> that he did in Robocop. Yeah. Yep. Are you forgetting about a little thing called Directive Six? <laughs> didn't. And it, his arms didn't grow super long when he fell out the <laughs> yeah. window, though, this time. And, and nobody called him Iron Butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. My number two is... So, it's Quato Belly. So, I'm going to say <laughs> that actor, whoever is... Not the baby Quato, but the host, or whatever you want to call him. It just doesn't the, the special effects there. When he's walking around, he he's obviously doesn't have a baby belly, and then when he takes off his shirt, he's got a baby belly. Because uh, he shrinks, Quato shrinks in. Eh, I didn't like it. <laughs> I'm nitpicking here once again. I'm just saying special effects. It just seemed a little weird to me. Maybe he could at least had a beer gut or something. The guy who didn't even have a, have a gut at all. He's just I'm normal. I whatever. And then Quato will be here soon. And then Quato pops up. I'm just saying. He could have had a little beer gut going on. Because you oh, can't... Inner Billy... Quato was inside of him. Then, like, he was inside out. Then he would have, like, lips coming out of his back or something. That's weird. No. I hate to say this, but I agree with Alex. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, that's, like, my my least favorite thing is agreeing oh, with yeah. Alex. You're, you're on the dark side path now. Yeah. It's the first step. Mm-hmm. All right, number one, Alex. Uh, we already talked about it. The Mars bug faces. Woo. Oh, that's right. He's the chills. Scott. Uh, my number one is this movie still had the '80s creep in it. Uh, <laughs> Sharon, Sharon Stone, despite her ridiculous hotness in this movie, she's still wearing the ridiculous '80s outfit. Uh, '80s hair is everywhere. Um, luckily, Arnie is timeless. He <laughs> truly yes. is a national treasure. <laughs> or but, he doesn't fit into any timeline. That's more yeah, what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just this living anachronism. Uh, man, he's a man out of time. Well, yeah. once, once he killed Sarah Connor, I mean, what was he going to do? Yeah, you, you do get the 80s creep with the, with the outfits and the hair and some of the music. and Yeah. Oh, oh that Sh- Sharon Stone uh, aerobics outfit. Come on. No, I was just saying, like as hot as she is, it's, it still looks dumb. Nope. This is this is made in the '90s, Scott, so it couldn't have reeked in the '80s. No, that's what I'm saying. It still had the '80s creep in it. Yeah, the creep, some lingering, like residuals. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Danny DeVito doppelganger. He's kind of creepy. <laughs> He's an '80s creep. 
Hey yo. Alright. My number one is we already talked about the nerd doctor. The whatever I have I said nerd doctor guy because I don't know what he was, but the nerd psychiatrist. <laughs> no, no, oh, no, uh, no, oh no, that's right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what the hell was this? okay, I'm gonna <laughs> I'd be mad if somebody was poking my old lady too. So his so his name is Helm. Do they even say that one time in the movie? I don't think they say his name. I think Ironsides might have called it out while they were doing something. Helm. And then he's the one that was shooting at the rats because he's an idiot. Over there! Because he was holding the sensor. He's like, no, he's over there! Clearly he's not. It's just a pile of rats, you jackass. All right, can I change? I'll take the one you guys don't like out. I'll take um, whatever. (laughs) When when Ironside's trying to shoot at uh, Arnold and Molina, and he goes, no, you'll crack the dome! And he hits his hand down, and he just happens to hit the stair the the ladder and not the dome not the dome <laughs> yeah uh, that's pretty uh, fortunate yeah events right there yeah <laughs> also what kind of shitty material do they have that a single gunshot will wreck everything well these are future guns yeah space bullets yeah i guess plus so. they're they were probably in the slums right these domes mm. yeah they're they're in the projects so it probably wasn't made of the same material what did they make a Satan like that? That's why they're all deformed because the domes are like crappy. Yeah, they were they're cutting costs on the domes and they were leaking radiation too because they're, yeah. they're they're pretty much just made out of saran wrap. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> so there, there you go. All right, those were our worst list. That was tough to get through, so let's get to our best. Alex, let's go. Let's hear it. Ah, uh, my most quoted line of this movie when he we goes up to. That's the Danny DeVito equivalent, right? What? No, not that one. Oh. Where he goes, yeah, have you ever, Harry, have you heard about Recall? Oh, re- what? Recall. Oh, Recall, Recall, Recall. <laughs> he does this whole little dance. Oh, my gosh. I start the movie waiting for that to happen. <laughs> That's a weird thing to look forward to, but okay. Yeah, I know. I just love that little dance, and he's like, oh, recall. And he's just so over the top about everybody trying to convince uh, Quaid not to go to recall. Those brain butchers, as everybody calls them. You have to be lobotomized. Okay, that guy does look like Danny DeVito's doppelganger, right? Yeah, right. a much bigger, fatter one. Yes, maybe, but... maybe it's his cousin or something. Yeah, maybe. I, the only other movie I remember him from is from City Slickers. When at the very beginning of the movie, when uh, Billy Crystal goes to like bring your dad to school day, and he's telling him what he does, and <laughs> and, and they all like that guy because he's a construction worker, and he oh she's screaming my legs, my legs. He's like no shit your legs, you got a two thousand pound goddamn pound crane resting on him. Funny, <laughs> I remember, I remember that. And then George Bluth is in there. George Bluth is um, Billy Crystal's boss in that movie as well. Go back what, are you watch. taking stupid pills again? <laughs> and then that's when... Um, oh, what's that guy's name? Uh, the guy who died from The Godfather. Pallets. Uh, oh, no. Uh, in real life? Abe Kirby. <laughs> Bruno oh, Kirby. Bruno Kirby. Yeah. Oh, Abe yeah. Pagoda. He's like, oh, yeah, no, never mind. Bruno Kirby's in that movie. City Slickers, everybody. Scott, what's your top? What's your top number five? <laughs> All right, uh, my number five is. <laughs> Onions used prob- to cost a nickel. 
Yeah, probably probably Alex is number one. If I had to guess, uh, the and, and I'm probably on Jeff's list too. So I'm stealing some thunder here. The right. I wish I had three hands. See, uh, nope. Uh, Not even on my list. For for all that, for, for anybody who, spoilers who hasn't seen this movie, there's a scene with a woman that's got three titties. <laughs> I want to see the remake just so I can see how they handled the three titties. No, Alex, no. No, no, you don't want to see the remake. No. Not, not even for that one? No. Okay. It's not original. If they gave her four titties, maybe you should see it. But no, they gave her three. <laughs> it's not original. It's going to be stupid. So. Uh, okay. As as a. So th- this kind of is more of a nostalgia thing as a. So 1990. So as a. Uh, basically a preteen me <laughs> in the movie theater, it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> I mean, the coolest, coolest isn't the right word. The most exciting thing I'd ever seen. <laughs> not only are there, there boobs in this movie, but there's one with three of them. <laughs> this is what young me said. Mm-hmm. Jack, right. you're number five. All right, my number five. My number five is... The, Johnny. Uh, <laughs> number Johnny five. No, the pulling the... Uh, the tracker out of his nose scene. <laughs> oh, I really almost made my number five. It's so I, good. I like it. Just the yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. you can just see it coming out, and it's just yeah, I liked it. And then it's like, what's funny is the, the tracker inside is so much smaller. Like, why did you have to put it in that giant ball? That's just like being a dick. <laughs> the, yeah, the, that little bullet size thing would have been fit a lot easier in his nose. Oh, yeah, they had to put it into a Super Bowl. <laughs> For protection, yeah. for protecting, I guess. Yeah. So. Yeah. Keep on pushing the trigger until you hear the crunch and you. Yeah. So. You're not you. You're me. Yeah. No, no I also shit. Like, yeah. Honorable mentioned. Yeah, that disposable laptop they got there. That was pretty cool. <laughs> awesome. So, Alex, number four. My number four is Sharon Stone before she gets to Mars. She's doing her aerobics in that tight suit with that holographic uh, tennis instructor. Yeah. Oh, smoking hot. But she's not hot when she gets to Mars? No, because she's got the ridiculous poofy 80s hair with the sh- suit with the shoulders on it. Ugh. Okay. She just got a pile of gross put on her. <laughs> but before that. Right, so Alex, you're cool with the the stupid work work outfit, but not the the shoulder pads. Okay, I see how it is. The workout outfit because it was form fitting and very revealing. Yes. It, <laughs> yes, I it, am. But wasn't though? It was just dumb. Nah. It was form fitting, but it still mm. looked dumb. Nah, no way. Yes, it well. let her kick. It let her kick really high. <laughs> just like Emma Peel. <laughs> Brian. Anyways. Yep. <laughs> Scott, number four. My number four is Quato. Uh, so you hear about him for the whole movie, and then they have the big reveal. And it's creepy as fuck. But as Jeff said earlier, it, it's creepy on the sci-fi horror level. Mm-hmm. And it plays. <laughs> the puppet plays. Yeah. Uh, this is my number three. So it, it, it's cool. It still works today. Um, he's, he has that weird, like he has the, the weird adult voice. 
uh, and you didn't really see it coming, and it's cool. Yeah, and you have the whole, really deep. And you have the, the whole catch line running through the movie: "The Quato lives." Uh, the mutants worship this guy. Quato lives. I like when Arnie's holding, goes to hold both of his to- two tiny puppet hands, and he does a little shake when he makes contact. <gasps> Awesome. Oh, and he's all sweaty and gross because he's under a shirt all day. Ugh. Yeah, I, I, this is my number four as well, and I don't like his uh, his little mil- uh, his little milky, cloudy eye. Ugh. Yeah, it's but creepy. It's, yeah, but it's cool at the same time. Yeah, it's awesome, and he's balding and stuff. He's losing all his hair. That poor Quato. <laughs> it's premature balding. Yeah, you, you should have seen him when he was twenty and had a full. As opposed to a premature hair. birth. Yeah. Hey, do they ever say how old he is? He's got to be as old as the guy that's carrying him around. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. So, so but I mean, but I mean, but I mean, like, if you look at that guy, that guy looks like he's like in his mid thirties. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe or, that he or, gives him long life. I bet he's as old as Chewbacca. I'm gonna say he's, <laughs> he's about four hundred years old. <laughs> yeah, something like that. So we got to bring it up since last week we talked about one of our friends at his bachelor party. We all wore tombstone shirts. Mm-hmm. For Alex's bachelor party. Hey, that's me. <laughs> we all wore Quato Lives shirts, except for Alex, who actually just wore the Quato shirt, where the <laughs> baby coming out of his belly. <laughs> and uh, we wore those all around San Diego. And, get, and I still wear my Quato Lives shirt, and I still get comments on it every time I wear it. Hey, by the way, just like today when I wore my Hans Shot First shirt, which you can get at. Um, I don't know, hsfhaberdashery.com or whatever we have. <laughs> at the 80s. At, at the, the neon arcade. Han, the Hanshot First Atelier. <laughs> <laughs> but I did. I got some comments on it today. I don't know if they got it or not. But um, but I, whenever I wear my Quattro Live shirt, I was like, dude, that's a total recall, right? I'm like, that's right. God, anyway, I'm, 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 I'm glad that I wore out my, my Quattro Lives t-shirt because nobody I work with got it. Really? I work, with the, I work with the like nerdiest place in the world. <laughs> yeah. Nobody got it. There was like three guys that got it. Everybody else was like, I don't get it. It's like, it wasn't, it wasn't it. even like a trick thing. It was just quoting the movie. <laughs> yeah. I wear two shirts. I wear, my, When I wear my Quato Lib shirt, I always get comments. And when I wear my um, Los Poyos Hermanos shirt from Breaking Bad, I always get comments on those shirts. <laughs> Every time. <It's, laughs> seriously, if I wear it in public, someone always goes... Oh my god, I love that movie. Have you seen the the new one? I'm like, nope. And they're like, me neither. And then we high five. <laughs> but when we high five, we actually like high three because we start the reactor fingers. Yeah, yeah. So, yes, we're nerds, and our all our bachelor parties have nerds. Mo- movies involved. Themed, yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that was your num- that was both of your guys' number four, and that yeah. was my number three. So, Scott, what's your number three? Oh, wow. right. My number three is <laughs> something that wasn't actually in the theatrical release of the movie. When you watch it on TV, I th- so I'm, I'm trying to think of what was the first TV channel to carry the movie. It wasn't like Channel 13, was it? Eh, probably oh. Channel 5. Channel 5, something like that. But the the part early on when the 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 sweet laptop that gets left behind gets shot and just goes on repeat. And Arnie just over and over again says, and with a bad overdub from somebody else who isn't Arnold Schwarzenegger, get yourself to Mars. 
Get yourself to Mars. <laughs> yep. Get yourself to Mars. I have seen that version. Uh, that always cracks me up. Get yourself to Mars. Get yourself like, to Mars. That's like the... I don't know if it's the best, but it's in the conversation for <laughs> the, the bad edits for TV. <laughs> Get yourself to Mars. Nice. I don't know if I've ever seen that, but I've heard you guys talk about it before. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, so to me... Bad. Nothing compares to VP Kaye, Mr. Stop. Yeah, that, I, I take it back. That, <laughs> that's number one. Like that, that's number one, but this is the conversation for number yeah, two. Yeah, this is top five at least. It's up there with like uh, the Big Lebowski of, this is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. Find a stranger, that's right. <laughs> in the Alps. In the Alps. In the Alps. What? Uh, Jeff, you're number three. All right, my number three are the girls of Total Recall. So I I, cut, I, uh, I said Melina wasn't the best, but she's still not bad. I'm not, I'm not kicking her out of the, the well, prom. She is athletic and sleazy. Yes. <laughs> and, and Demir. Yeah, and don't Demir. forget Demir. Sharon Stone is ridiculously hot in this movie. She is. I don't know if she's been hotter in any other movie. Uh, even Basic Instinct, I don't think. Yeah, you get to see some stuff in that, but eh, this she's ridiculous. Nice beaver. And, um, <laughs> Thanks, I just said stuff. We get to see uh, three boobs. And we get to see uh, a dwarf, dwarf boobs. So the the women of Total Recall, my number three. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, I don't know that that little uh, short girl's name, but uh, there you go. Bridget. Bridget. Um, it wasn't Bridget the Midget. No, I was. That was a bad joke. It was not. <laughs> but she was in Seinfeld. She was. It's and, like, uh, like, hey, Mikey, you're looking pretty good. He's like, oh, because he was wearing lifts. Yeah, she's probably an Ewok or something. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, the, the, am I missing another girl from Total Recall? Those were the main ones, right? Rico. Well, there was that one that had like the flesh covering her eye, and she was like one of the mutants. But yeah, the women of Total Recall, they are A-OK. <laughs> Alex, number two. Number two is just, it's Cohagen. Just such a great antagonist. Slimy son of a bitch that doesn't want to start the reactor. Not only not to give you know poor people some air, but because he thinks uh, the aliens are here to blow it up. Yeah, do you buy that he was scared of it more than he just wanted to control it? Uh, I think it was sixty forty. I think he was was afraid of it. Like he he like built himself in this complex where he was afraid of the aliens. But also afraid of losing his business. So it's yeah, like some combination of that. Okay, so you think it's a mixture like what Alex said. I I don't know. I don't think they played that. He was all about himself, 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 until the very end where he said, you know, don't do it, it'll destroy us all. So yeah. I think he was selfish, and they just put that in that last line at the end. But hey, at least <laughs> we got to see his eyes blow up and actually <laughs> pop yeah. out of his face. Ugh, and all. Ugh gross. Yeah. He, also, he also had... Uh, what, it's almost an honorable mention for me in my worst list, the cornflakes line. Yeah, oh yeah, I love that line. A completely non sequitur. <laughs> like, <laughs> why? Why the fuck is he talking about? It? He's supposed to be like this rich, like, <laughs> uh, sophisticated. I, I don't know. And then he's well, talking about eating cornflakes. It doesn't make sense to me. Because on Mars, it's probably really expensive to get cornflakes. <laughs> it probably is. You have no idea what the street value of cornflakes is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
blow you two up and then be home in time for cornflakes. Yeah. <laughs> Remember well, that, that cracking me up in the theater the first time I heard it. It was awesome. So is that do you, do you guys think is that like oh, okay they just saved four million dollars on the budget or what? Uh, <laughs> it was so it's, weird that I got to think it wasn't product. I know. It's just like a thing that they like some writer was like oh this is gonna be badass <laughs> yeah because i don't remember buying a box of cornflakes and getting like a total recall toy inside or anything around that time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. yeah they weren't doing like the burger king like richter with the detachable arms or anything like that <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> welcome to the party richter with detachable arms <laughs> from mattel scott number two um, uh, my number two is one of Jeff's worst items, and that's the ambiguous ending. Okay. I do like that Paul Verhoeven was playing with it and didn't give the definitive, you know, he, he kind of, Christopher Nolan, known it way back in 1990, uh, where he didn't know. And uh, and honestly, it's one of those things where I'm, I, I've given it a lot of thought, but I'm at the point now where I am with, like, uh, um, Inception, I don't think it matters. Well, it's a movie. It doesn't matter. Uh... Well, no, but I mean, like, within, like, <laughs> well, with, you know what I mean. Within yeah, the I mean. confines of the plot, like, it doesn't really matter whether it was real or not. Mm-hmm. Like, it was real to to Quaid, so it's a lot of He woke up lobotomized. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I like those movies, but I just, in an Arnold movie, it, it doesn't, it, <laughs> kind of seems out of place to me. Like, I just want him to shoot people. I don't want to end a commando. I was like, well, maybe Bennett really was a good guy. No, he was a bad guy. I feel, I feel like he got enough one-liners <laughs> in there. From my point of view, I'm going to shoot you between the balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From my point of view, your daughter really should be killed. What? Doesn't make any sense. Nope. Maybe they should, uh, from my point of view, maybe they should just call him Girl George. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Ooh, I want to add another girl to the the girls of Total Recall. The wrong number, nude chick. Oh, yeah. There you go. All right. She gets added to the... Oh, she, shit. I forgot about that. Gratuitous, yeah. gratuitous yes. beauty. The best kind. <laughs> gratuitous boobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, can't, I can't, in my head, I can't think, stop thinking about it that way from the real, the honest trailers guy. <laughs> the way he always says boobs. Jeff, number two. My number two. My number two is the start the reactor scene. Like not not the quad part where it's actually happening, where Coagan flies out the window and Arnold reaching up for it with all his strength and his hand lands perfectly in the alien uh, handprint and and it goes down. Get these people Um, here. I was a kid. I always liked those scenes where just you're fighting against something and you gotta just reach up and do something. Yeah. Push a button. Still, yeah. still a huge trope. <laughs> yes. Yep. <laughs> uh, going at Rogue One. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I was just thinking of Rogue One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. He didn't say what part of that movie it happened, but it happens at some point in the movie where a button has to be pushed and it happens. Yeah. So. Uh, Several yeah. actually. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But uh, yeah, just Arnold starting the reactor, and then he does it in the what, that cord is wrapped around it, gives him just enough time to do it, and then they fall out into sp- into Mars surface. And yeah, they get sucked out. Luckily, <laughs> the, 
It happened really quick for yeah. the whole planet to <laughs> become... like oxygenated very <laughs> yes. They terraformed the shit out of Mars pretty quickly. <laughs> but, uh, alien whatever. technology. What do you want? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's all I have to say. Alien technology. Well, maybe it could happen. <laughs> it's it's almost the exact same. Like If you want to go back and look at space balls when they go from suck to blow and the trees are flying <laughs> out of the ground, it's pretty much that scene. In reverse. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, yeah, that's my number two. So, Alex, let's do your number one. Ooh, number one, Michael Ironside. <sighs> Such a great... He's the real villain, always hunting down Quaid, one step behind. And then it just culminates there at the very end where he gets his hand sheared off. Oh, so cool. <laughs> he's like, they're, they're putting Quaid back into the uh, recall thing to erase his memories, and he's like... He's not going to remember any of this, right? He's like, no. He just punches him right in the punches face. Yeah. <laughs> See you at the party, Quaid. <laughs> and he walks right off. So, uh, two, awesome. Two false. I agree with you. He's awesome. Michael Ironstein's awesome and everything. So you said this Hoven guy did... Um, what movie you said? Uh, would you like to know more movie? Right? Yeah, Starship yeah. Troopers. Starship Troopers. So, that's where Quato, yeah, Quato and... Uh, Ironside are in yep. Yeah. What else did he, do? he did Robocop. Okay, which has Cohagen, but doesn't have the other two guys. Right. Uh, that's Red Foreman. Yeah. I guess Ironside couldn't, couldn't make it. He's like, oh, we'll get your skinnier doppelganger with red hair. All right, all right who's your favorite Richter? This Richter, Andy Richter, or um, <laughs> since you know sports, Alex, Mike Richter, who, who would you be your favorite Richter? Or the Richter uh, scale, I guess you can. Richter scale. <laughs> uh, wasn't uh, one of the guys from Three's Company a Richter? That was John Ritter. Oh, okay. <laughs> Close enough. Or Jack Tripper. Yeah, I don't, there's no Richter. Oh, okay. It was John Ritter. That's what I was saying. John Richter. Uh, Total, Total Recall Richter is my favorite. Okay. This this one's for Alex Man. Tripper. Hey. Tripper. I hate myself for doing that just now. <laughs> hey, tell us your number one and redeem yourself. Yeah. Okay, so my number one. I'm hearing an echo. Me too. Mm. Go with it. My number one is uh, when we, we were just talking about it, uh, the best one-liner in the movie. <laughs> Cornflakes? No. Oh. That's that's number two. No, the my number one with the great Michael Ironside. See you at the party, Richter. So good. Not only is it like the an awesome postpartum, but it also was set up earlier in the movie with the whole party thing and just the way he's yelling over the elevator and then he tosses the arms. Yeah. The fact that he has two bloody stumps in his hands. Yeah. See you at the party, Richter. Ah, oh, it's so good. It's one of the I, I don't know if it's the best one liner that Arnie has, but in this movie, it is. For my money. Yeah, that or uh, you got a lot of nerve showing your face around here. <laughs> Luke is <laughs> <was> talking. talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty awesome. good. Awesome. Yeah, All right, number and yeah. my number one is, and I thought it's it's because the first time I saw it, I thought it was really cool. This is kind of the beginning of computer effects. When they go through like the 3D scan and you see his skeleton walking through, and then you see the gun on his hip, and then 
I just thought that was really cool. First time I saw, it. and then the whole action scene that takes place right there when he jumps through and he's on the escalator and he uses a dead body as a shield. That whole <laughs> that whole scene. Shit, but, I forgot about that. That's so good. <laughs> yeah, but specifically just the special effects of seeing his skeleton like turn both ways and then with the gun on his hip and I I remember that. That's when I think of Total Recall. The first thing I think of because I think I was blown away the most by that the first time I saw the movie. Um. And like I said, the action sequence right before he gets in Johnny Cab. And I like Johnny Cab. I don't know why you don't like him. He's creepy, too. That's why I like it. It's Ugh. The Uncanny Valley. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's full effect there. <laughs> I'm not familiar with that location. Hmm. I don't know why he sounds like Yoda, but he does. <laughs> but does he sound? <laughs> does he sound? Like, <laughs> like you got in your whole prepositions. And I do like the fact that they programmed in, so if someone doesn't pay you, you're supposed to run them the fuck over. <laughs> That's the programming of Johnny Cab. Hom- yeah. Vehicular homicide equivals not paying taxi dues. <laughs> That's the future we got. All right. That is Total Recall. Anything else you guys want to talk? Do we miss any scenes? Um, um, honorable mention to... Uh... One of the other great lines in the movie, the "Screw you, Benny." Oh yeah, yeah. damn it! We didn't forgot about too many, too much good stuff in this There's movie. Too many lines. Yeah, the five kids to feed. Yeah, I got five kids to feed. Shit, man! I ain't even got kids. I'm coming for you, baby. Yeah, we probably say those lines more than anything. Yeah, we probably do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Five Kids is probably the the one we quote the most. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Screw you. That, that yeah, maybe. Hmm, that's a good one. And the, the mutants, and like I said, I mentioned before, uh, Hank from Breaking Bad being in it. I liked his character. Uh, yeah. The whole Kohigan being an asshole and just kind of depriving that whole sector of oxygen. And, yeah, let him go. A little server warning for the others or whatever. Yeah, just a dick. So, Cohagen. I only remember him from three movies. I'm sure I'm missing some, but this, Robocop, and Beverly Hills Cop. Well, I guess Beverly Hills Cop 1 and 2. And, and those two, he's such a good guy. It's so He's, he's a good actor. Because he's such a bad guy in these other ones. Yeah. And those when he's... At the beginning of Beverly Hills Cop, he's kind of, you know, stupid chief. But by the end <laughs> of the movie, he's on their sides. And definitely in part two, he's a good guy. Women. <laughs> what about so, Academy? Academy wasn't he Commandant Lassard? Oh, punky. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, just talk a little bit more about Paul Verhoeven. Uh, okay. The, the great run there started with RoboCop and Total Total Recall, um, and then, but between that and Starship Troopers, uh, he did Basic Instinct. Okay. Which is, at the time, it was a big thing. It was a big deal when it came out. Mm-hmm. And again, I was allowed to watch this on my own. <laughs> <laughs> really? I had to go to my friend's house to watch that movie. Uh, and he also <laughs> he also had one huge stinker here, though. Uh, Showgirls. Ugh. Um, right. As this one, though, he, he didn't... He was credited as, as Jan Jansen. Or Jan Janssen, however, I don't know. Jan Johnson. Yeah. Um, he was yeah. He's Dutch. 
He's Dutch. Uh, John Johnson. So yeah, one horrible movie. Maybe it was maybe it was Showgirls that made him not want to do Hollywood movies anymore. Yeah. Maybe he's already signed up to do Total Recall, so he went ahead and did that, and then just bailed. He still makes movies. Still makes good movies, just not the the big Hollywood movies anymore. Just too bad. Yeah. And this is all around the same time where McTurney is doing all his movies too, right? McTurnin. Yeah, McTurnin. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> McTurney. With Predator and Die Old McTurney. And... <laughs> Isn't that him, right? Yeah, John McTurnin, yeah. yeah. Hunts in October. I would say like 88 through 93 with with Cameron doing the true uh, Terminator 2. and Oh, my. That was a great. Aliens. Starting what a time. Yeah, what a time to be alive. <laughs> is, uh, what was What's the character's name from The Simpsons? <laughs> Jasper. Jasper. Moon pies. What time to be alive. <laughs> All right. I just now thought of this, and I'm sure I'm an idiot for thinking this. How come everybody in The Simpsons has these ye old timey names on the show? Because <laughs> they're old. Homer. Bart. Bart Bartholomew. Yes. Marge. Uh, Waylon. What well, is on, Grandpa on the Simpsons' name? On The Simpsons, that was actually... Abraham. Abraham, yeah. That was Matt Greening's actual family names. Yeah, I I knew like Lisa and Maggie were. I didn't know about. Uh, I think his his dad was were Homer and Marge, and he just named his character Bart because he couldn't do Matt. What what's Mo's first or full name? Probably um, Mo's Sizlak. No, I know, but no. What does Mo stand for? I think it's just Mo M O E. It's like Maurice or something like that. It's so no, like Morris. No, it's Morris. Mor- it's, and what, yeah, because one of his girlfriends gets mad at him in one of those. The, the one time that he had a girlfriend. Yeah. But anyway, no one's named Alex, Jeff, Scott, Jack, Bill, John. Like, there's none of those names. Hey, what about Roy? What about Roy? Nelson. Full name? Millhouse. Yeah, Millhouse. For Christ's sake. Yeah. That's funny. Gil. Good old old Gil. Gil. What about Rex Banner? What was Skinner's first name? Seymour Skinner. Come <laughs> on, look at these names for crying out. Seymour, the house is on fire. <laughs> what was Crabapple's first name? Edna. Edna, yeah. Edna, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Patty and Selma. <laughs> yeah, there's. The, I think they did that on purpose. I'm on to you, Graining. Although I don't think you had anything to do with The Simpsons past season two of Tracy Ullman, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyways, unmasking lists. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, can I call for a beer break real quick? Yes, because I am. You can call for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we're back. We're back. All right. Since this is your uh, topic, somebody tell us what we're gonna do. <laughs> We're doing our top five unmaskings when somebody gets unmasked in uh, movies, TV shows, anything. So my number five is kind of an unmasking when Tony Stark in Iron Man, he's trying to take off the suit, but <laughs> it's the first time he put it on, so he can't quite get it off. And <laughs> Pepper walks in on him, and he's like, let's be honest, this isn't the worst thing you've caught me doing. <laughs> I always like that scene. It's cute. Iron Man. Yeah, that's, that's a dumb choice. What? <laughs> I don't know. You're a dumb choice. Oh, yeah. What's your number five? 
Oh, my number five is um, yeah, I don't have a good one either. Uh, Dark Knight, the Joker taking off his mask at the very beginning. Things only make you stranger. That's my number five. Eh. I tried to go for actual literal unmaskings. Oh, okay. So that's my number five. Yours is still dumb. <laughs> Boy, the bar's been set high. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> All right, Scott, tell us uh, tell us how bad Miss Alex and I so, are compared so, to so my, so my list is a little bit of both, the literal and the, the figurative here. But uh, my number five is the the ending to Wayne's World. And they go through all the different types of endings, and they do the Scooby-Doo ending. And they <laughs> rip the mask off Rob Lowe. Yeah. And it's that one old guy that always plays the old guy. <laughs> yep. And I would have like gotten this. away with it, too. <laughs> old man Carruthers from the old abandoned amusement park. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, honorable mention on my list. Okay. All right. My number four, since we we're just talking about The Simpsons, is the episode when Bart was doing ballet, but he was too afraid to go out on stage. And do the whole performance. So he puts on a mask. And then he's like, they accepted me. So he takes off. He's like, behold, the masked man is me, Bart. And everyone's like, <gasps> gasps. And of course, Jimbo and all the nerds who were crying at his dancing that had never seen such such fine performance said, Bart does ballet. He dances with girls. He's like, well, if doing what I love makes me a sissy, then I guess I'm a sissy. To which Jimbo replies, he's a sissy. Let's rush him. <laughs> Charge down to the stage to kick his ass. Luckily, <laughs> he tries to ballet jump over a ditch and he just falls right in the middle of it. Uh, hilarious. I don't remember that episode at all. <laughs> what, season, what season was that? Uh, I want to say four or five. Yeah, early on. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Tracy Ullman was actually the ballet instructor, right? No, it wasn't her. Never mind. Oof. Yeah, I don't remember that. But I like, well, similar to what you said is when Lisa said, yes, I would like to marry a Carrie. <laughs> she admitted it. She admitted it. <laughs> she can't believe it. <laughs> Scott, number four. Number four is uh, Watchmen. Uh, probably my favorite part in the entire movie. At the, well, other than like the montage at the beginning. But You the, watched the Watchmen? Yes. Oh, you're, I you're was the, the one. I'm the one. You were the one that watches the watch. Well, who watches the question, Scott watches the Watchmen? Watchmen? <laughs> uh, it was at the very end with uh, that was a very strong scene uh, when Horseradish. when uh, Warshak Warshak and raw sharks. Yeah, and uh, what the hell? The blue blue dawn guy. Uh, <laughs> Jim Caviezel. No, is was. Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Manhattan. Dr. Manhattan. Um, they're outside in the snow um, where af- after Rorschach is, spoilers, has said that he's going to go tell everybody about what's going on. And Dr. Manhattan stops him. He's like, I can't let you do this. And uh, Rorschach takes off his mask. At this point, you know who it is. It's not really a spoiler, but it was just super, uh, super cool. The, the imagery there of him taking off his mask because. He was talking not as the superhero, but it just as like representative of the human race. Like, and there was a lot of emotion there, and yeah. it, it was it was a great scene. And I love that they had him take off his mask. Where, yeah, it was great Agreed. acting by uh, Jackie Earl Haley there. 
Yeah, and then Ralphie just jumped on him and started beating the crap out of him. <laughs> no, that didn't happen. No, Should've. no, that's a that's a different movie. <laughs> okay. All right, my number four is from Silence of the Lambs. When uh, Hannibal Lecter escapes after he peels the guy's face off and he has the his face on his face. Oh, gross! When he's in the when he's in the ambulance and he pulls it off and the scene cuts away right before he presumably destroys the crap out of that uh, paramedic dude. So that's my Hannibal Lecter face off, literally uh, defacing of another face and putting on oh, a face damn and it. that face. I wish I actually had something from the movie Face Off on my list now. <laughs> I thought about Face Off. God I damn do, it. Because I don't like that movie. Sasha. Oh, what the fuck? There we go. There you go. There's Scott's. Scott Bayo. All right. <laughs> All right. Alex, number three. My number three is Princess Bride. He's <laughs> like, my heart died that day, and you could die too for all I care. It pushes the Dread Pirate Roberts over the cliff and just goes, as you wish. <laughs> and you see his mask come off and the whole tumble and everything. I mean, as soon as he said that, she knew who it was, but they get down to the... <laughs> She tumbles right after him, too. I know. I love she that scene where like... he just tumbles after him. Yeah. Oof. Ah. Oof. And they just <laughs> oof all the way down. Like, uh, Alex, gets... get out of my head, because that's my number three also. Ah, there it is. <laughs> Honorable mention for me. Since I did uh, Princess Bride last week, I wasn't going to do it two weeks in a row. But yes, I like it. And I do like how they're obviously stunt doubles. They're like the most obvious stunt doubles in Spaceballs. <laughs> <In> Spaceballs. <laughs> when, <laughs> when they actually showed that you captured that stunt doubles. You idiots. <laughs> what, is, what does that guy say? It's fucking hilarious, though. When he, he's, he's got like this nasally voice. Uh, guy's been a ton of stuff. Uh, what do you say to them when he captures them? I forgot, but yeah. So, your highness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Captured the stunt doubles. He turns around and it's this dude with a, almost a Hitler mustache. <laughs> yeah. <a> cigar. <laughs> <laughs> the old pencil brush mustache. I mean, toothbrush mustache. <laughs> but yes, As You Wish is definitely a great one. Scott. That was Scott. That was number three. Oh, yeah. Jeff, number three. Um, my number three. Now I'm trying to pick and choose here which one I like. Um, I will go with. Uh, Predator. Oh, that, that was good. All, okay. That, that, always, yeah, that, that scared me as a kid. Because that, that thing is pretty nasty. When he, you are one ugly motherfucker. Damn. So, That's my number two. It's awesome. I. I actually have a maquette of the Predator, and it comes with two different heads, one with the mask on, one with the mask off, and I always keep the mask on. <laughs> those teeth. I, I, I agree with Dutch. He's one ugly motherfucker, and I don't need to see that thing in my house. So. And it's amazing yeah. that they that's what they settled on, because like, the original designs, he's supposed to be like this giant lizard thing, and it would have been fucking terrible. Yeah. In the DVD and the extras, you see the uh, the original, not the, the full costume, but... Like the green screen suit that they used for his camouflage, and yeah, it is awful. It's freaking terrible. And Jean Claude Van Damme was in that suit. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard James Cameron came up with the, the look of the face. He was actually flying with um, 
I don't know who. Maybe it was Stan Winston. I don't know if Stan Winston did Predator, but he was flying with somebody, and he's like, oh, maybe he kind of like jotted on a flight. He kind of this was kind of, and he had the mandibles and everything, and it was, so that was kind of a James Cameron inspired mm. crab face. Thing. I believe it. So, yeah. Yeah, me too. That was pretty cool. And yeah, he's horrific. That's one of those things where the ugh, keep the mask on. <laughs> it's all slimy and sweaty because he's done been under a dude's shirt on his belly all day. No, Predator wasn't under dude's shirt. Oh, that was, oh okay. <laughs> Just a mask then, with poor ventilation. Yes. <laughs> he needed to give him some air. <laughs> all right, Alex, number two. That was it. Predator oh, okay. himself, some number two. He starts taking off the cables off the mask, and he, like steam comes out of him, all the gas that pretty much I think he needs to live. So he knows <laughs> like this is like his last hunt or something that deserves his full attention. So cool. Yeah, I wonder about that. I always thought he was trying to even the playing field. But you're right, he was almost handicapping himself. Yeah. I'm assuming, yeah, because he couldn't... He wanted to face face to face with this trophy. Why is Predator so awesome? So cool. God damn, I love that movie. Our scale should go to 10 for Predator. Yeah, oh, we haven't rated Total Recall yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll do it after this. Scott, right, number Scott. two. Number two, uh, it's more of a figurative of masking, but uh, Superman 2, when, oh, nice. when Lois figures it out. And Jeff, I think Jeff described the scene uh, better when we were talking about Superman uh, a couple of podcasts ago. But just how he goes from Clark Kent to Superman over the span of like a few seconds uh, is pretty great. Yeah. He reaches into the fire and Lois figures it out, and he gets that kind of that, that smirk, and <laughs> and the, yeah, the the spit curl just split springs up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. his shoulders straighten up, his back, yeah. his back straightens out, his shoulders broaden. <laughs> it's like, oh man, so, uh, that's pretty good. All right, uh, my number two. Uh, I have two Star Wars ones. I don't know if I should combine them or not. Yeah, um, do it. Yep. Do it. Yeah, right. Do it now. Right, so Probably my I'll number one also. All right, but I'll save those for number one then. So my number two will be Judge Doom from Roger Rabbit. Ooh, that's a good one. Damn it. Mm. Oh, so, so scary. Yeah, and as a kid, you know, I didn't really ex- – did, I wasn't expecting a twist when I went to see this movie. So <laughs> having that come out is – yeah, guy... It's a Disney movie. You'll be fine. Sounded yeah. just like this. Yeah, having Doc Brown become an evil cartoon was pretty scary. Ugh, his eyes turns into knives for Pete's sake. Daggers. <laughs> yeah. He stared daggers into him, literally. <laughs> yeah. So we just did Roger Rabbit not too long ago, so we won't go into the details. But Judge Doom, number two. All right, Alex, number one. My number one. Ugh, it's got to be Vader. It has to be. Build up, yeah. It's built up for three movies. It's like, who isn't there? Oh, he's Luke's dad. Oh, I bet he's the spitting image of old Luke. It's like, whoa. This guy's guy fucked the up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The guy is effed up. All pale and white. Ugh. Yeah, he's got sugar smacks all over his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> and then he dies. You were right, Luke. Yes, obviously this is my number one. I have all share. I'll mention my other number one, but yes, mm-hmm. Darth Vader. The, the, the all right, the anticipation for how 
You kind of see the back of his head in Empire Strikes Back, but other than that, yeah. Uh, oh, that was a nice, nice little hint. Light, yeah. light bulb head. Honorable mention. This almost, this is almost my number one. When uh, it was kind of a Superman moment when Yoda reveals himself to be the master. Mm. <laughs> I cannot teach him. The boy has no patience. He will learn patience. And Luke's like looking around, like, "What the hell?" That was awesome. Yeah, no, I agree. I, some of the ones I thought of in the, my list were like they weren't mysterious long enough. Like Yoda was mysterious for like half a scene. Yeah, and it was like, oh, you're Yoda. Um, and then some of the well, maybe I don't want to spoil it with Scott, so we'll go after honorable mentions later. But yeah, that's a good one too. Okay. Scott, number one. Uh, my number one uh, again is more of a figurative one, um, and a massive spoiler here. But uh, as these all are, uh, Usual Suspects. That's what I was. Ah. <laughs> yeah, as they, as Agent Kuyan figures it out, and he keeps jumping back and forth to him looking at the the cork board, and the conversation and shows uh, Kevin Spacey walking away um, until his limp straightens out. Ah, it was so good. Yeah, and it was all downhill after that for Brian Singer. <laughs> oh. But uh, yeah, it was. It ha- so good. Are you joking or are you being serious? I'm quasi joking about that, but uh, I think you're right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just him figuring it out, and he basically ditches the pseudo disguise that he has. Ah, oh, it's so good. And then it ends with the. In any other movie, this would be dumb as hell, but it it, it ends with to the flashback of Kevin Spacey with the the greatest trick that I've ever pulled was convincing the world he never existed, and then. Poof, he was gone. And then fades to the music. So, and yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow's head was in a box. And then Gwyneth Paltrow's head was in a box. <laughs> yeah. You're all secretly thanking me for that one. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. What's in and that he, box? And then he suffocated a dog in this very first scene in that movie, that show. You and, then, and, then he, and then he beat off in a shower and almost slept with his daughter's best friend. Yep. And then he tried to kill Superman. And then he tried to kill Superman. <laughs> Superman? By creating a giant kryptonite island. Jesus age. <laughs> Anyways. All right, Jeff. My number one was Darth Vader. Yeah. But uh, for everything we already said, but honorable mention from the same movie, Boosh slash Princess Leia. Ah. That, as, I remember the first time I watched that movie, I did not. I I was you know your kids are so dumb I had no idea this was part of their plan <laughs> hey, and that know. and that they and they were sneaking in and everything and that she was the whole time I thought for some reason she came in in the middle of the night took that guy's costume put it on and rescued Han Solo I had no idea but, <laughs> uh, yeah uh, Boosh turning into Princess Leia pulling off her helmet and the whole someone who loves you yep there you go oh, so, oh. Star Star Wars takes the cake. Darth Vader definitely being at the top of that list, but I had to throw Boosh in there because mm-hmm. that was more surprising. I want to see some fucking Boosh. <laughs> boosh. Hey, yo, <yoto. laughs> uh, I got a couple honorable mentions, but maybe we'll hear from what our uh, our listeners have to say before. I don't want to spoil no, any of theirs. Let's so. rate Total Recall real quick. Okay. Uh, you go first. Uh, your movie. For me, this is uh, on the Arnold scale. This would be like a number five. 
it's it's really solid. It's awesome. But on just based on all of his Arnold movies, this would this would be a number five for me. In in total, in all of movie dim, this is a number six. It's front it's fun from beginning to end. There's a lot of boobs. <laughs> the, the violence just oh my gosh. The Dude, boobs don't push into a seven. Yeah. An odd number of boobs, Whoa. which is rare for a movie. Oh wait, did I say six? Yeah, yeah, no. It doesn't put yeah, I, I almost forgot that we're doing one through seven. So yeah, six is accurate. <laughs> Six for me. The dude gets stabbed in the neck when Quaid like muscles eighty strongman out of the uh, out of the restraints. Oh, so awesome! Feet of strength. Yeah. Number six for me. All right, Scott. Okay. Um, again, just to remind listeners, our scale is from one to seven. Yes, one to um, seven. With each one with its own criteria. Um, basically, seven being perfect. Number one being avoid this movie at all costs. Because um, Alex brings up the Arnie scale. Uh, if I were to, if we were only to scale our movies, this would be a seven um, for Arnold oh, movies. Damn. As far, yeah. Um, I mean, it's right. It's I mean, it's this or Predator for me, right? Uh, so uh, anyway, uh, or T two maybe. But uh, as far as in the grand scheme of things. Um, just barely a six. Um, as as you like, it's it's got plenty of problems with it. The plot's kind of a mess. Um, but it, like you say, it's just uh, so much fun from beginning to end. You get some great scenery chewing from the villains. You get Arnie in his prime. You get the mega hot uh, Sharon Stone. You get some of the best one-liners of Arnie's career. Um, and then you get sci-fi. Uh, mixed in there with with being an actioner and it all fits together. So let's not, for, let's not forget that you can watch this movie and then be home in time for cornflakes. Yeah, there's that too. <laughs> <laughs> all Jeff, right, well, Jeff, what are you this, is, for me? this is this is going to be pretty boring again. Uh, I have to give it a six. This is a low six, high five. Um, high five. <laughs> but it, so it's definitely five a six. point. Six, seven, two. Yeah, no fractions. Yeah. I have to give it a whole number. Yeah, no, I think I think that I, I, as we continue doing this, that I'll definitely skew towards how fun the movie actually is versus how good is the movie actually. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so in this case, was... like with that, that pushes it over into like a, a kind of a must see. Yeah, like I was just gonna say, so Arnold movies for me, I have a soft spot for him, at least for the his first in the mid nineties. Um, but when he has an Arlo movie with a good sci-fi plot like this and Predator, like that just it just makes it a really good movie. Um, I, I watch this. I, I can't. I want to. I was trying to find ways to put this down into a five, and I just I couldn't do it. Um, <laughs> couldn't live with this. I was trying to. Yeah, and I was trying to compare it to Arnold, other Arnold movies, and I'd almost say I would never give an Arnold movie a seven. Maybe Predator. Well, when you do that, when you go back, I don't know about maybe Predator would be a seven, but. Uh, uh, this it's definitely a six for me. So, as boring as it is, six is across the board. Um, but you know we'll start varying at some point. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know we're obviously reviewing movies that we like, so they're going to be higher numbers. Yeah. But at some point, Alex will get to choose one and uh, uh, that we won't like, or vice versa. You know. Yep. What's going to happen? I'll walk hard it next time. Um. 
All right, so Alex, let's get some uh, listener feedback. Yeah, we got a lot of feedback. Thanks, guys. So I'm going to go through it real quick. First on Facebook, we actually got some Twitter. Well, let's start with Twitter because we got one there. First off, from uh, uh, a new high. Yeah. We got a new tweeter. One, at Garth. And he actually rates this movie a 5 out of 7 for the special effects, catchphrases, and, of course, the gratuitous violence. And onto his unmaskings, uh, John Merrick from The Elephant Man. He threw in, I, you'll like this one, Jeff, a Kane from the WWE. I stopped watching. <laughs> I stopped watching when that happened, but I heard I, it was pretty I, epic. You know, I like that. So, you know, there's that. There was Rey Mysterio. Uh, and then they took off the masks, and you realize why they had the masks on the yeah, entire time. Just, oh, gee, it's this guy's. <laughs> he's got a face for radio. Uh, his number three is uh, Ghostface from Scream on the first one. And Skeet Oldridge finally reveals itself. I thought about that one. And uh, he followed suit in his number two and one with the Predator and Vader. So he's on team Jeff Alex for this one. Jeff Alex. All right. Jeff Alex. And I would, uh, uh, yeah, we didn't choose any, uh, like, no one choose, the, well, maybe some other guests, but like no uh, Jason Voorhees or anything like that. Yeah. Right. Now we go on to Facebook real f- quick with the. Uh, Old reliable old Joe auditory. Hey Joe. He gives this movie a six. Also, best roles for uh, Michael Ironside is awesome. Yeah. Uh, some of his unmaskings are <laughs> Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> After he's gone on a rampage, destroying shit and breaking the jaw of Angurias, and then suffering battle damage against the real Godzilla. <laughs> I gotta rewatch that movie because I loved it as a kid. So okay. <laughs> I, like, yeah, I don't remember oh, that. It's been a it. long time. Sorry, old Joe. That was your number one. So that's pretty strong. Uh, let's let's go back to his number five, Madonna and Dick Tracy. Oh, you know, uh, damn it. I did think of that one. Uh, and that was the same voice as Boosh that she was using for Eraserhead. <laughs> eraser face. Eraserhead? Eraser, eraser face. It was blank, blank face or something. Blank, blank face? Eraser face? I don't know. It was not Eraser. Yeah. That, uh, was, a, that was a David Lynch movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, number four was Dan Aykroyd in the Twilight Zone movie. It's, yeah, to this day, still creeps me out. That's why I won't watch it. Uh, I've never seen it. it. Oh, it's creepy. Uh, his number three was uh, Willem Dafoe in Boondock Saints. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, when he's dressed up as a lady, in the end, he has to shoot that guy in the face because he went too far. <laughs> And well, I'm still waiting for a, uh, Willem Dafoe to take off his face in real life because <laughs> no one can have that face, right? That's weird. And number two, oh. since it was number one, <laughs> <Anybody>? Mechagodzilla. <laughs> number one was Mechagodzilla. Number two is Kaiser Sose, the usual suspect. All right. Here we go to listen. So he's Team Scott. Yeah. Great, great minds. Uh, listener Daniel, who is number six as well for uh, Total Rico. His number five okay. was uh, The Phantom in the classic Phantom of the Opera. Okay, that's my honorable mention. All right. In the uh, the in V, that alien TV show. Okay. That? With the with yeah, the lizard with people Sing, with uh, with Beast Beastmaster. Mm-hmm. And never seen it. He also selected the Twilight Zone, but one of the classic episodes, the the pig face people in Eye of the Oh. Bear. Oh, that's a good call. Mm-hmm. And he's also on Team Jeff Alex with the Predator and Darth Vader is number two and one. Thanks, Daniel. Yeah. All right, Daniel. And our, I'm going to say, I'm going to go ahead and dub him our one of our oldest fans, Mr. Grimwood. 
<laughs> also a, n- a number six for Total Recall. Awesome. Uh, his top five are uh, number five, Phantom, Phantom of the Opera. His number four is Austin Powers in the first one. And they used the, yeah, the cliche unmasking near the beginning of the movie, right? I don't remember. Oh, oh. Wait, it's like, that's a man, baby. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> he pulls yeah. Off the mask of the dude. Right. And he tries to do it again, but it was really an old lady. <laughs> Does it to his mom. Basil Exposition's mom. Yeah. And way to go, Mr. Grimwood. He actually picked Jason Voorhees for his number three. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so his number two is uh, Spider-Man 2 for his uh, unmasking when Mary Jane discovers that he's Peter Parker. Wait, 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 wait. When does this happen? In Spider-Man 2? Yeah. I don't think he has a mask on by that time because he takes it off to confront um, Doc Ock and try to convince him to be a good guy again. Okay, I like Spider-Man too, but I'll take the part where he this mask is off when he stops the train and the people help him up. Oh, that's a good alternate. I like that one, and they like remember he's they're gonna turn on you, and he they all help him up. So. He's just a I agree kid. with Spider-Man too, but I'll take the train sequence. And his number one, any any unmasking from Scooby-Doo the cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. Thank you very much. Please, everybody, keep responding. These are great. Yep. We appreciate it very much. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Um, so one of my honorable mentions did not get mentioned. I just want to say uh, Zelda from Ocarina of Time. Oh, hey. Sheik. Yeah. There you Pretty go. Solid. You, you guys didn't get that one. Nope. No, we didn't. Video game nerd. Did have. not. And I spoiled that for Chris back in the day, and he was super mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's still LOL. bitter about it. <laughs> LOL at Chris. Chris still bitter about it? I don't believe that. <laughs> yeah, he's probably drinking to get over it. <laughs> All right, it's time for Alex knows sports. I'm Alex and I like sports. Sports you didn't ball. Say your name right? Yeah, I'm, Jesus I'm Alex and I like sports. <laughs> I'm Alex. I think that's an audio glitch. Anyways, <laughs> I read on a very trusted newsworthy site that the New York Rangers signed. Uh, a piece of art had made it 50 times more valuable. Uh-huh. This okay. piece of art is, of course, the very not well-known Guernica by a Picasso. What? They all signed it, all in the black and white parts and stuff, because black and white paintings? Come on, really? Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. I got nothing, I got nothing, this sp- I got nothing to say about that. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know where to go from there. It's time for Neom News. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. All right, so we're we're running late again. Uh, this is a side effect of us picking movies that we really like here. Um, so I'm um, just trying to keep the, the news brief and just talk a little bit about some of the the stuff coming up here in 2017. Um, for now, we'll just I'll try to keep it to TV shows. Um, so some some cool stuff coming up. Uh, I don't know if people have seen any of the trailers for American Gods. Mm-mm. All right, so this is uh, based on the uh, the uh, Neil Gaiman uh, yeah. book. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, it, a lot of fun, really cool concept. It's got Ian McShane in it, which is pretty much <laughs> automatic. At least giving it a chance. Uh, but Alex is super cool. Um, kind of a 
so kind of following up on a lot of shows that are coming out recently with like the kind of off a beaten path sci-fi fantasy, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like once yeah, upon a re- time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Even I don't watch that, Alex. That piece of crap. Yeah, I, I think I tried a little bit. <laughs> oh. But anyways, uh, American Gods coming out. That should be what, cool. Yeah. What channel, Scott? Um, that's gonna be on Stars. 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 Yes, stars. Uh. So yeah, and it's gonna have a like I said, Ian McShay. It's gonna have a pretty good cast. Um, you know, Game of Thrones is coming out at some point, hopefully. Um, I, I was reading about uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's possible some of those episodes come out this year. Uh, <laughs> basically, <laughs> Larry David has this agreement with HBO in place where basically. He just makes the show when he feels like it. So there's no real timeline for for that. Uh, fortunately or unfortunately, uh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Do you guys like that show? Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny. Like every time I watch it, it <laughs> yeah. it's I always think it's hysterical. But like I can't make myself watch it because I know how awkward it's gonna be. <laughs> like even as I watch it, like I have to turn away sometimes. Like just because he's such like a hopeless asshole. <laughs> just gets himself on the shit. Yeah. Um, I-, I loved it, but I think the the last couple seasons haven't been as good, which are already like five years old, because he, yeah, he does it whenever he wants to. But the first few seasons were, yeah, it was the Simpsons, like, but scaled, not Simpsons, Seinfeld, but like scaled up. Like, I, yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, it's good. And then uh, just get a little nerdier here, even though I talked about American Gods. Uh, so they're supposed, they're supposed to be the new Star Trek uh, Discovery. So Star Trek Discovery premiering at some point this year. Um, it's gone through a little production problem. Uh, they had to switch showrunners, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but it's supposed to debut on the the CBS All Access channel, which is kind of bullshit. Um, so you basically have yeah. to have a subscription to CBS, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, I'm not sure that works. But yeah, you got that going on. Um, you know, if you like superhero stuff, there's a there's uh, the uh, Iron Fist coming out Netflix at some point this year. Um, there's I, I think there's a show called Powerless, which is in the DC universe. I think where I think they they beat Marvel to the punch here, but it's a show about the people that clean up after the superheroes after they wreck shit. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, but it's got. Yeah, it's got Danny Pudi in it. He's great. If anybody watched Community, uh, the Defenders. I don't think that's coming out this year, but it might. So after Iron Fist, uh, where they finally have all four of those shows, all those people click. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's coming out this year. Right after Iron yeah. Fist. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of curious about the Defenders without going on too much longer here. Uh, like, who the villain for them is supposed to be? Because it's got to be somebody. Like kind of on the next level, so I think they're gonna go back to Kingpin maybe, but there's got to be some superhero like super powered people that they fight, or maybe they just combine all the villains that they already fought. I, I don't know, uh, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, ten- uh, real quick, real quick, thought on that. Have you guys watched Luke Cage yet? I just finished that I, over I, the I holiday. St- break. I still need to finish it. I'm about halfway through, uh, but I was yeah. enjoying it. It was just one of those things where I got really busy. Uh, and didn't feel like watching TV for a while, and I haven't gotten back into it. 
Yeah. Oh, my, my quick comment on that. It's really good, just like all the other shows, and I have the same comment. I don't know why they make them 13 episodes. They could all be, like, three episodes shorter. There are definitely some episodes where you're just like, especially because you're binge-watching it, right? I get it. Get on with it. So, <laughs> I, I like it. It was good. Just the, I think I felt the same thing with Daredevil, Daredevil and um, Jessica Jones. Uh, Jessica Jones. They could just be a, just take two or three episodes out, and they would be perfect shows, but... Um, Luke Cage was still good. It took a little while, but at, toward the end, Luke Cage got really good. Okay, and then Tenley Plan also is Marvel's Inhumans, which I think they've already started with the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yep. Uh, yeah, they saw the last sold. season in this one. It's a very convoluted solution to not having mutants in the uh, Marvel Universe. Yeah. It's, yeah, the, the whole legal thing, yeah, it's pretty wacky. Um, yeah. Speaking of Marvel, um, there's actually on FX... There's something that takes place outside of the MCU. There's a Marvel property that's going to be taking place outside the MCU and outside of the X-Men and outside of Spider-Man. Um, so the big three uh, called Legion. Um, it looks interesting. Oh. Um, if it's the same Legion from comic books, it's even more interesting because <laughs> that was a whole that was the thing. <laughs> yep. Not getting into spoilers here. Um, so that should be interesting. Um, so yeah, there's some of the stuff to look forward to later this year. There's uh, a new Fargo season, I think. So new seasons of other stuff, um, which should all be good. Um, new Fargo, new uh, new Game of Thrones, um, a few other things. Second half to season three of Gotham. Uh... <laughs> I, I've stopped watching all my superhero shows except that one. Your, so I don't know what that your is. stories. <laughs> I know. I, I've I've literally I've given up on all of them, and that's the only one I'm going to keep watching. And I don't know why. Okay. I'm a sick son of a bitch. Um, is there anything that I haven't mentioned that you guys are looking forward to here? As far as TV uh, goes? No, other than I think you know the mid-season stuff should start, start starting back up again soon, right? Like Walking Dead and Better Call Saul, I think, will start hopefully again soon okay um, it's it's great do you know uh, uh comic book movies uh i don't know if you guys watched it the uh preacher so still, ah, still haven't seen it just my my ridiculously long list of things i should have been watching already mm-hmm. but i have not i've been actually catching up on the graphic novel that's a really good really good book yep but no, i don't got anything else other than that. okay uh alex any other tidbits before we move on here uh nope no tidbits. Okay. All right. Uh, that's Neum News. All right. That wraps up this episode. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about Silence of the Lambs. So I'm sure we're going to have a bunch of twos and threes for our ratings on that episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, um, so, yeah, we'll talk about uh, some of the scariest mother effers around. Thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.